This is Boat Crew RPG with The Learning Curve. Where we last left off, you guys had a nice long chat with Suara Man. You avoided a superhero fight first time for, for, for this group. And so I guess it's safe to say that y'all just went back to your uh, places at the orphanage and had a nice long sleep. With me, we, you may or may not have some more uh, thoughts going through your head about how, what the, what the, uh, what Suara Man said. And you may or may not feel, have feelings about it, but I'm sure it's nothing. You're teenagers. You have you're nothing but feelings. So the next day rolls around and you have school. Yay! Oh no, not another learning experience. So all three That's of you the get... nerd. <laughs> That's the absolute nerd. <laughs> so all three of you get ready for school. And I, I, I think, so I think, I, I don't think I've really asked, how do you, how do you think you guys go to school? Do you think you just walk there or do you think you take public transportation? In at least one past episode, we walked. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, sorry. Even I have, don't remember everything. So yeah, uh, you just walk into school and then, a car pulls up on the on the on the on the street next to you. Jennifer, you recognize the car. It's one of your dad's. Oh crap! So we're walking. I notice this car, and I want to say I notice it in my periphery, and I start walking a little faster, a little bit more determined, and I say between my teeth uh, at Tony, since I know Tony can hear me, uh, "This is one of Dad's goons. We better try to lose him." Tony immediately maneuvers themselves in between Jennifer and the the edge of the sidewalk, just so that whatever happens, Jen cannot be pulled into a car on a drive-by. Alicia is oddly in- oblivious to this. I think that with the current condition she's got, uh, she's just plain not noticing things going on that don't seem like an obvious threat. And everyone changing the order they're in on the sidewalk, okay, sure, whatever. So the car... pops another mint. (laughs) The car pulls up, and you feel... So Jennifer, you clear... Like, the window rolls down, and a guy clearly, like... like, You you can't really see his face. He's got, like, dark glasses on, and he's got a suit on, and like, in the driver's seat. Looks, looks... He reaches into his pocket, and he pulls out a phone. Miss Jennifer... Your father would like to speak to you. She stops walking and looks at the phone. Like She looks visibly angry, but part of her just relives past trauma of what happens when she doesn't do what her dad says. And she just like very obediently bows her head, grabs the phone, puts it to her ear, and says, what do you want? Mija, it's good to hear your voice. It's, I'd say the same, but I know you want something. I just wanted to, like, a man can to want to talk to his own daughter. Uh, his own daughter that's living in an orphanage because you killed her mother? That same man? As you still have anger over how things progressed. I have anger over you being a psychopath, yeah. Psychopath, huh? Yeah. You know, I think your vocabulary is starting to slip a bit. I think you would have had a much more intelligent insult than just psychopath i'm sorry clearly, clearly narcissistic the... megalomaniac and psychopath 
Does that help you? Or do you want more 10 cents words that mean the same thing? I was more of a narcissist, but uh, I suppose if you want to really get into it, megalomania is somewhat adjacent to it. But I digress. She grips the phone a little tighter and grits her teeth. So, how's school treating you? How did you even find me? You are aware that schools are public records, right? I couldn't really get to you at anywhere else. It's almost like people don't trust me anymore. wonder why that is. I wonder why indeed. What do you want? Like I said, I simply want to know how my daughter is doing. I'm doing great. One of my, you know, one of my men's got a, does a, you know, I always like to keep my ears to the ground on things. And apparently some people have got some, uh, you were talking to a Saguaro man yesterday? There's a little bit of, little video of you, you're, you're in, you're, you're, I don't know, you're, there's a little bit of fracas going on between the scouts and the, and Saguaro man. And then you happen to be in the, in the photo. And I was like, oh yes, my dearly beloved daughter. I haven't talked to her in so long. She feels like cold sweat dripping down the back of her neck. And um, the color starting to fade a little bit from her face. And she's trying to not look afraid. But even to the to the to the guy who's handed her the phone, she looks afraid. And she's just thinking like he's he really does have eyes everywhere. Like there's nowhere I can hide from him. And mentally, she's kind of spinning out a little bit. And she just says, how? How? And then kind of seals herself. What do you even care? I was talking to a cactus. Is that a crime now? No, speaking isn't really a a crime, but I just, you know, sometimes I think to myself, just what is my daughter doing all by her lonesome? Studying hard, trying to graduate. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I wish I could believe that. I wish I could believe that my dearly beloved daughter is just minding her own business, being a good little civilian. But I don't believe that. I know my daughter. I know she has ambitions. I know she's not just content to just go to school and be a good little girl. That's not how you work. When he calls her a good little girl, like she just feels a chill down her spine. Because that's something that he would do when he's manipulating her or when, you know, she knows she's about to get a beating. And she says, but that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just minding my business and I'm going to school. I'm just trying to graduate, get a job, make it out here without touching the family money. So just because I talk to a cactus doesn't mean anything. And stop having your little crony spying on me. That's creepy. Is it really so creepy for a father to be worried about his daughter? Funny how he only worries about his daughter when he sees a random picture somewhere. Where has your worry been for the past year and a half? It's been blocked and barricaded by all so many people who seem to think I've done something wrong. Oh, that so hurts. Strange. You sound that wounded. Hurts. I am. Oh, you've been so disrespectful in your time away from me. It's not disrespect. I'm just calling it like I see it. Again, I'm going to ask you for the last time. What was the purpose of your call? I know it wasn't to check on me. I know it wasn't to see what I was up to. What do you really want? Well, well, you know, I can't help but notice that you go to school. And teenagers go to schools. And a lot of teenagers hang out. So 
you know, I just just couldn't help but wonder if maybe you know some people in school. Yeah, genius. I know lots of people in school because I go to class. Did you know that some of them have affiliations that I am very interested in knowing more about? Well, if you were that excited about the chess club, you should have just said something. Cute. No. I think it's safe to to say that you are aware that with the recent passing of the dearly beloved uh, Lightning Baron, there's a bit of a vacuum in in the power structure. And I can't help but wonder, what does that vacuum look like in the local scene? And I was like, well, I know. Why can't I just ask my daughter? Is anyone giving you trouble? Is anyone being too aggressive? Are the games out? Are there thugs flying? What are, what's, the, what's the word? Gang signs. No, Dad. Please, Bobby. This is not like a freaking documentary, okay? We just go to school. We do our stuff. We go home. Crime is crime everywhere. It's the same it's always been. I don't, you know, I don't even watch the news. Like, why are you asking me? I, I don't watch the news, okay? I just go to school, I come home, I do my homework, I go to sleep, and then I do it all over again, like literally everybody else in school. Pity, 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 pity. Do please tell your friends that uh, I said hi. But when give that, uh, what was it, the cat person, tell them I said, cute, you're cute. Bye. She feels absolutely nauseous as she hangs up the phone. And with a shaky hand, hands it back to the man in the suit and looks at the guy and says, what is it? Is it cameras? Is it people? How is he keeping track of me? The guy says nothing. She just rolls up the window and just drives away. And as he's driving, she just says like, well, guess money does really buy silence. And she waits until the car is completely out of view to like hold on to the nearest light post and just kind of like feels her knees get weak and she's using it for support so she doesn't just like kind of collapse. Um, she turns to Tony and Alicia and says, my dad knows where I am and I think he knows that you guys are not exactly normal. Oh no, what gave us away? Did my headband not sit correctly? It was everything I could do to not jump in and maybe make things worse. Because I figured shouting, is that the guy you have a restraining order on? And tossing the phone in the street might have been a bad idea. Yeah, uh, especially since now I know he's watching us. He was telling us, he was telling me he saw us yesterday with Sawaro Man. And he knows what school I go to. And he knows where I'm staying. And he's suspicious that I'm doing something other than just going to school and coming back to the orphanage. Like, I, I think, fuck, I think my dad knows that we're out there. Alicia just goes really, 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 really blank. And then the blankness somehow has more blank put on top of it. And she says, I want to think about this after school. Because if I think about this during school, I am going to have a freak out in one of my classes. Yeah. But um, she just hugs Jennifer and says, you need to think about this later and... Well, not to right now, just for a little, because yeah, this is man. too big and too many things all at once. And when Alicia kind of touches her, Jennifer, like her lip quivers a little, and you could tell she's like on the verge of tears. And she's like, 
and I got a freaking math test today, man. I didn't need this on math day. Hey, I might be very, 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 very bad at math or haven't even passed calculus yet. But he said one thing that was very wrong. So maybe he said multiple things that were very wrong. He said that you were alone. You're not alone. You haven't been alone since the moment you arrived at the orphanage. She kind of nods and says, he meant alone without him. Well, turns out that you are not alone without him. You now have this thing that you never had with him, and that's called friends. And I think that friends are much better than him. Now, only a narcissist would be able to think you're alone without them. It's like he wants to just keep proving you right and himself wrong. She kind of smiles at, you know, Katoni, uh, Katroni's logic. And, you know, says, yeah, you guys are right. He just has a way, you know, like he just gets under my skin. He, he, it's like I feel his hand crawling up my spinal cord and just wrapping around my brain and squeezing every single time. He's just squeezing. And now I don't know if he's watching us with, with cameras, with people. Like nothing is safe anymore. Parents are the worst. I'm very aware parents are the worst. But we'll figure out what he's using. And if it's a machine, I'll spit on it. Sounds like a deal. And she kind of uh, laughs and puts her arm under her eyes to like wipe away some rogue tears and says, thanks guys. I, I really don't know how I would do anything. How I would, how I would have made it this far without you. Like you guys are, you guys are cool. This is the compliment Tony has been waiting for. The head patch. Did one of us just actually successfully maybe get a chance to try to comfort you? And yeah. which one of us would that be? I, I think, I think Tony. both of you. Yeah, oh, maybe Tony. Maybe we both should. Maybe we yeah. both roll. Or if you're trying to do the comfort or support, roll plus your mundanes. All right. Let's actually roll high this time, please. Fail. Fail. I I, I did not. I even switched out dice. Maybe I shouldn't have. I rolled a eight, but my mundane is minus two. I got a zero. I got a zero mundane and I rolled a five. And I thought you wanted me to stop checking potential. <laughs> Look, I have to choose. Okay, either you fail and make me feel good, or you succeed and stuff. Ha- and and I can I can use that for the plot. Either way, I win. Okay, so our comfort is kind of hollow then, because both of us did not <laughs> roll so well. Wow. And so maybe it's just like, yes, we make you feel better, but not that much better, because like, we're no, in like, messy boats too. I also think- we might be overshadowed by Jennifer's friend Rebecca who like if we if we time it correctly this would be right around the corner from school and then Rebecca comes up who has always been more comforting to Jennifer than either one of us that is legit and fair and she's also far more mundane than either of us are true (laughs) yes but unfortunately uh, I can I'm not your friend isn't there to give you comfort just yeah, I'm you're gonna have to stew in this a bit longer. I'm sorry. Turns out she had a bio test. Yeah, do run not the stuff. teenage angst. <laughs> oh no, the hormones. Oh no, the actual legitimate issues that that would affect even adults. Now it's even worse. Okay. So I could have the insecures now. <laughs> so school day progresses, and I'd say no, you're not well. That's it. All of you you're just Except I'd say all of you are in your, uh, you're a little bit just in your own heads today. You're all just a little bit distracted from your schoolwork for one, one reason or the other. And so, you know, lunch happens and Alicia, 
you know, and someone someone approaches you, and it's not either Tony or Jennifer. It's Helen. Uh, well, at least she was expecting this, but she was hoping to get away with at least one more day first or something like that. Nope. What kind of look up at Helen? Smile, not smile. Talking to Saguaro Man? Well, you wouldn't believe who gave us the advice to, if, even if I told you that it was the Night Guard. So... Wait, what? He thought that Swarrow Man had something that was worth listening to. So she, you clearly see she, she looks, she has no idea how to respond to that since they're lying. But I have better things to do than lie to you. Everything I do is better than lying to you. I'm sick of having random little squabbles with you. So let me just be honest. I'm trying to do be a good person. You really like to make that hard on me? But I'm even talking to other people who are seriously professionals, like the night guard, and taking their advice. And sometimes that involves getting information from unlikely sources. So please, go somewhere else, and be grumpy at someone else, or at least agree that we can try to be neutral like you said you would at first. I think you see her face sort of harden for a second. I think I see what you're doing. Trying to play the long game, aren't you? Trying to convince every little buddy that, oh no, you're just the innocent little so and so. You're, but, and then, and then when everyone gets their guards down, that's, that's when you do it. That's, I'm not, I, I thought, I thought I could, no, 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 you're lying. I'm going to find proof about it. Okay. You're, you, you're paranoid. You are paranoid. You've been looking at the sun too long. When it's, when you hear, when she hears you say that, she, de- she definitely like flinches for a second, but then she gets closer. Yes. And if you kept this up, you know what the sun does to everybody? It burns. You get that? It burns. You really have better things to do with your time. And I hope you find them. You clearly see that her, her jaw, like it's tight and. It's, give me a pierce the mask for this. I think you do want to succeed this one. Just I want to succeed almost all of them. Okay, I like information. Did yeah, you succeed li- on this one? I like how he says it. Like we're trying to actively screw up. No, we I just do. Screw I up. got an eight. I got an eight. Finally. Otherwise, I was going to have filled my potential tracker. <laughs> but I actually wanted this eight more. Okay, so with an eight. Yeah, you can ask a question off the list. One question. I think what you want me to do might be the best one for you. I, I think so, too. Yeah. What does she want me to do? So, And, I mean, beyond the obvious, she wants me to be the one who starts something so she can finish it and look heroic. That part I already got. So you get the, and you almost see, like, like you, you, you look into it and almost like, almost like something clicks in your head and it's like, she genuinely, like, just she genuinely thinks you have to be the bad guy, and if you're not the bad guy, then there's something wrong. And she doesn't, and that that scares her more than you than than you actually being the bad guy. It's almost like she she needs you to be the bad guy to make herself feel better. Alicia will look at her and actually start to have a little pity, which uh, Ellen's really going to hate in her eyes, and say, "What did they do to your family?" And with that, you definitely see like something twinges in, uh, in in Helen's eyes, and she just takes a step forward and 
before you really understand what's going on, you see like there's a little knife in her hand. It's not, it's like an energy, it looks, it's not the same color as her like usual like yellowish golden spear thing. It looks darker red. And the next thing you know, she stabs you with it. And this one, I'm going to say, I think this is a, this is a role to take a powerful blow. Okay. And I was going to say, did this actually qualify as like making some kind of a, uh, you know, foolhardy action to ru- ruin my insecurity or uh, something sacrificial to absolve my guilt? Cause I was going in one of those directions. I'd say this was something foolhardy. I think you definitely, I think you came out a little bit too strong. So I definitely say you could clear that thing for now, but you still have to take a powerful blow. So means you roll plus your condition sparked and you want to, you want to fail this one. Okay, that's that's totally fine. I wanted to make sure I had that right before I did something unexpected. No, because of course that would be great. I got a 10. Okay, on a 10 plus, you must choose one. You must remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc. You lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way or... This is not really applicable in this one, but I would say there's also a third one that I said, like I said in the first session, that you will, you would have to seek medical medical attention after this. That's not really ap- applicable for this one. I so either think... either you either you either you must remove yourself from the situation or you lose control of yourself. Oh my god, I'm really hard torn between the two of them because both of them could be so dramatically perfect. And um Considering I still have guilty going on, I think it's actually removed myself because if it was angry instead, it would have to be losing control. But since it's guilty, she's actually going to like freak out and scream at the top of her lungs and start running. Oh my god! Actually, actually, I'll, stabbed me. And that's actually, I'll say that you, you, I'll edit that a little bit. You scream, and it, it doesn't feel like you got stabbed. It feels like, and th- you, like, it feels like. Like something stabbed you, and then like your whole body, like something tased you with just pure pain. And I'll say you you fall over and you like clutch your stomach, but there's no blood, absolutely zero blood. She's actually just gonna start like crawling, scrambling, running out of there because did we literally just have something going on about how much you don't do this? Yes, and she's already doesn't want to have that line crossed and now it's being like crossed right in front of her big time Alicia's got the guilt still going on she's freaking out and she's booking it so yeah I'll just say you you just run and you just leave hell in it and just all the kids just stare at you like what what happened and just you just run out of the bill how far do you run do you run out of the building or just out of the room uh out of the room and then like past the nearest women's bathroom around a corner Hit the door all the way open as though she was going to go in the door. So the doors is closing itself and then keep running to the next one somewhere else and then go in there and hide in a stall and try not to cry. So yeah. too loudly. Yeah. So you are having a bad day and I'll, I'm curious. So I definitely say, unfortunately, Tony and uh, Jennifer aren't in the immediate area. So they don't know this is happening. So. Would you say that, would you just like hide out in this place until they come and find you? Or would you just say, like you would reach out to them? Which would you think? Well, I mean, she'd probably spend like a little while hyperventilating just because 
really heroes aren't supposed to do this and not in public and not in schools and who knows how many people might have even realized what she did if anyone was looking which they could have been and then in the group text helen used her power on me and in the hall so just like tony jennifer you get that you get that text i mean who knows maybe they already heard the somebody was screaming yeah this is a school yeah jennifer you definitely heard the you hear like some of the like the already the, the scuttlebutt going on uh, but Tony, I'll tell, Tony, you don't really notice. You, you're too preoccupied eating lunch. You, you don't really, you don't know how to. You can hear the words, but you, you, you've gotten good at just ignoring stuff, and you hear too much stuff already. Jennifer would have been like up on her feet, and she would have been like looking for Alicia. And as her phone vibrates, she pulls it out. She reads the, the text, and she responds with, "WTF do you mean she used her powers on you at school?" Like she made a knife of the sun and stabbed me in the stomach without blood. And uh, by the way, Alicia, when you look, there is absolutely no physical mark on you at all where she stabbed you. But it, you would definitely feel like the echo of the pain still up in there. And that kind of freaks her out even... Well, actually, that doesn't freak her out. She regenerates. Well, no, even then, like, like I will say... She would expect like, something, like like a little blood stain or a tear into clothing or something. No, not even that. It's There was absolutely no physical mark on you. It just... It feels right, like I mean, she's things. she doesn't have one of those, so that kind of is freaking her out a little bit, too. Okay. She has not witnessed what Helen's power does in that sense before. All right. Still can't believe that was my only good role for the night. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll respond with, she did you just say she stabbed you? Question mark and then like five question marks and then she'll add. I told you you should have let me mess her up. Yeah, sun emoji, knife emoji, and then like an ouch face. Response with like grimace face, dead face, like skull, and then saying, "Where are you? I'll grab Tony. We'll meet up with you." Oh, if the phone is being like keeps on buzzing, I do think that Tony's going to pick it up. Is going to read this text message history. It's going to send the angry cat emoji, the, the cursing face emoji, the bare teeth emoji, and the skull emoji. And that, that is, that is all you're going to get from Tony because I too am going to clear my insecure condition by doing something foolhardy, which is finding Helen. And we'll see. When Tony arrives at Helen. Joaquin looks so smug right now. And Alicia is in the... Alicia just, like, text back the bathroom near the the pottery or the ceramics room. So, Tony, you track down Helen. You see that she's near, like, she is, like, she is near her group of friends, but she is clearly, like, standing apart from them. Like, clearly, like, just sort of like she's got her arms crossed, like she's leaning against the wall. She is clearly, well, you're a bit too angry to really notice, but she is clearly like just head down and just thinking about something. So, Tony, do you say anything or do you just go up and like just start punching? Because I feel like that would be more of the foolhardy thing. Just attack first, ask questions never. Yeah, that's the thing. As much as I would like Tony to be tactical, snarling, and like talk to gritted teeth that's not tony subtlety is not tony <laughs> so i do think and also, that, that is you're basically kind of like, what's going to happen and you also gotta think like 
you're basically like a you're like you know, a t- somewhat mental three year old and who's like the, your best friend got hurt by someone else. So you just like there's only one response to that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna get in so much trouble. <laughs> oh, I know this is spiraling out in in a beautiful way. <laughs> so do you just? So I will ask, do you just punch or is it more of a claw? Okay, so here's what I see. I see okay. her standing against like in my in my memory, this or in my mind palace, this is like perfect American school on TV. As I don't know what your locker situation is like in real life, but the locker situation on schools on TV is wild. So I can only see her standing against like these two layers of lockers with her with her foot against the locker uh-huh. so what happens is do you know from uh breakfast club if they just slide on in, into the cor- around the corner uh-huh. that's basically what tony does is just he slides around the corner sees her sprints up and just punches right above her he- head or actually, he tries to punch her head, but probably, like, I hope he misses. He wants to just punch uh, I feel her if you want to miss, yeah, roll for that. I'd yeah, say, fair roll, enough. let's say, that's, uh, I'd say roll plus your savior to see if, uh, as, a, as a custom roll, just see if you, if enough of your, uh, like, enough of your conscious, like, like, don't actually hit her, like, hit, hit next to her. So if I succeed, I do not hit her. Yes. Okay, for Directly. the audience, my savior at this moment is a plus three due to the boost from earlier. So I'm not saying that we have a chance, but we might have a chance. Would you say that this is fail? Fail. Like, what fail, would you say? Fail. fail. <laughs> I hear you. I, I am going to try, okay? By asking you what you're actually asking me to roll. Is this a direct engagement to the threat? Or unleash your powers. I think it's it's. I think in this case, it'd be directly engage a threat. In that case, then, so okay, that'd be in, more. In that yeah. case, I have a minus two on top of that because I am angry. Oh no, I am also afraid. Sorry, I checked afraid as well. So then, do that. Do the do the do your thing and fail, fail, fail. You succeeded. You failed. Of course, I didn't succeed. Of course, oh, I didn't succeed. Mark that potential, and oh my god, get ready here's for what this. I rolled. Let me, so remember that I said I have a plus three, right? And then so minus... that becomes a plus one. I rolled two twos <laughs> again. I switched out my dice. I have a pile of d sixes in front of me. <laughs> okay, it can't counteract his spite. It's too strong. Yes, the spite is the most powerful thing in the universe. The dark side is strong with this one. <laughs> so, Tony, you basically did a flying haymaker into Helen, and for you can't you catch her. Like, she sees you coming, but there, like, there's still not. So, like, it still surprises her enough that you managed to, to catch her off guard, and you you hit her, and she goes down. But uh, well, not like unconscious, but she, she she gets knocked to the floor, and you definitely hear like a, a bit of a, a crack as she, she like sort of bounces off the ground. But then you see her like get you see her like flush her head, but but still she gets up and just so she sends her 
het. At that point, you see like uh, an- you see like another another little like, dagger of uh, power form in her hand, and as uh, as you see like Helen's friend group sort of like like just you know swing up in surprise like what, what the hell is going on around this? Yeah, I don't think Tony actually actively registers the knife at all. He's seeing red, like he's ang- or they are angry, being called a pet first of all. No, then also threatening their best friend. Double no, nah, no, no, no. <laughs> I do not think that Tony actively uh, sees the knife. I think all of that mind power is going to, I need to not show my actual powers in this case, because I'm in a public space. That is the only the only restraint that Tony can muster. So Helen, so I'll, I'll say Helen charges, and she, she ashes out with a knife. And again, you see, like, it, it doesn't look like, you see, you see in pictures of, Sunbeam Tower. It's it, this one. It's a much darker, like reddish, and you think you see like little, almost like little, almost almost looks like jagged the edges of the, the power knife, and she tries to stab you with it. But, but you can definitely tell that she is trying, like she's holding it close to her body, almost like she's trying to hide it from plain sight. So she charges towards you, and dang, I, I'm trying to think. Like I think. That yeah, she will attack you. Just and I'd say you want to. You can either dodge this or you can take a powerful blow if if it hits you. So uh, so up to you. Will will Tony just like sort of stand their ground and try to like trade punches, or will they try to dodge the attack? They will take the blow. Okay. Um... So yeah. So you, so yeah, you think like in your head, Tony will like, okay, I'll just catch the, you know, like catch the knife, maybe like in my hand and then punch the, punch her back. And I'll say, you can roll to directly engage a threat. And I will, like, if you, if you, even if you do succeed, I'll say you still take the powerful blow though. Even if you do succeed, just. I have now a plus zero on directly engage a threat because normally you roll that with danger. Yeah. Which has a plus two, but I still have my afraid condition. So let me see what I need to do to clear that. Hurt someone or break something important. I mean, that's going to be the next round. So roll them bones. I rolled a ten, baby. Uh, that was the fear angry, but afraid was run from something difficult. Yeah. I d- ah, I- damn it. The order of things on my different sheets are is is different. Yeah, I know. I know. But I've anyway, been... I, I'm not going to run from this just dead. I rolled so, a ten yeah. to engage the threat. I will <laughs> say since since we're since we're we're doing this a little, we're kind of fudging those a little bit. So I will say you you like sort of catch her ha- catch her hand with the knife in it, and Tony, it it hurts like it 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 bizarrely hurts like it doesn't. It doesn't feel like you got stabbed. It feels more like your whole body is hurting now. Like pain is just coursing through you. But you still manage to punch Alicia. I mean, sorry, not Alicia. Sorry. You manage to punch Helen in the face. And that punch makes her go down. But unfortunately, now, Tony, you have to roll to take a powerful blow because you are in pain. A lot of pain. It's a good thing that that is plus conditions because I rolled a six plus one because I cleared one condition. 
makes a seven. So with with a seven, you lash out verbally, provoke a teammate to full hardy action, or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition. Two, you give ground. Your opposition gets an opportunity. Three, you circle past the pain. Mark two conditions. I I wanna I wanna um uh uh uh. Do I have influence over her? I don't think no, so. No, 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 no. You, you don't have yeah. influence over anyone in that scene. So it sounds like you either have to give ground, your opportunity gets an opportunity, or you struggle past the pain, mark two conditions. One of those two. Oh, damn. Oh, I, I think I'm going to give ground in this okay. case. Yeah. So in that case... You give ground, and so you are distracted by the pain, and then all of a sudden you are tackled from behind by Alicia, by Helen's friend group. And they just like sort of just pin you down to the ground. And I'll say, we'll kind of cut back from, we're going to pause this scene, and we're going to go over back to Jennifer and Alicia. So, Jennifer, your friend is hiding in the bathroom. What do you do? She wants to go comfort her and assess this mysterious injury. Uh, Although when she sees Tony's message, she's never really been good at understanding Tony. But she can see that the angry face is not exactly a a good one. So I think Jennifer would go to the bathroom to check on Alchemy. And as she's stepping in, she'll be like, what the heck is going on with Tony in the group chat? Alchemy will look up from actually like literally wiping her eyes with like mad left toilet paper or something like that, which is kind of fizzling under it. And then pull out the phone and hold it carefully at an angle so she doesn't get any tears on it because her tears are kind of acidic at this today too. It's awkward being alchemy. And then be like um Tony's about to or doing something stupid if Tony doesn't show up here really soon to uh, commiserate anger. It's that she'll say like oh so just Tony being Tony because to her like Tony's always doing something stupid but she doesn't think the magnitude is what it is. So she'll say, I'm sure he'll turn up. Hey, um, are you are you okay? No. D- let me see. Let me see. Maybe I can see something you can't. Sure. She pulls up the front of her shirt a little bit to her stomach. And aside from like a you know, aside from like a, a tiny faintly red mark, it's there's naturally nothing there. And it uh, still hurts. Oh, it feels better now, but I mean have you ever touched a high voltage wire? Oh, yeah. Now imagine if all of you was touching that high-voltage wire at once. That does not sound pleasant. No, it doesn't. I I had always thought she had some kind of a heat thing because of Sunbeam, but it feels like she has some kind of a nerve-disrupting thing instead, too. Did you spit in her face? You have no idea how tempted I was, but I kind of freaked out and bolted because I realized what has bothering her so much and I didn't want to I was right my parents did something to her family something big enough to crack her entire worldview yeah well she's taking it out the wrong way yeah that doesn't give her the right to do this to you shit damn it no it it doesn't and like Jennifer kind of gets up and like smacks her hand down on, on the bathroom sink like really angrily and says I, I understand, okay? Look, my dad fucked up a lot of lives, too. But to take it out on me, it's not fair. Just like to take it out on you is not fair. We've got to do something about her. But I think first we should find Tony before he does 
something really stupid, which I'm having a hard time figuring out what it would be. And so I'll say that the two of you exit the the, uh, bathrooms and you get into the hallways. And you this time you hear a commotion and you would see in the distance you see like you see like a bunch of security guards like hauling Tony around with his with their arms like cuffed behind their backs and there's all kinds of noises just yells chants all kinds there's a big commotion going on. What do you two think? Alchemy is just like gonna start swearing really quietly and trying not to make it really loud, but it's like. She's almost incoherent. And then after a couple of moments now, what did Tony do? Or what did, did she do to Tony? Jennifer has the opposite reaction. She's kind of screaming towards Tony. She's like, hey, hey, Tony, Tony, what happened? I I think that by now, Tony realizes how, how fucked up it was that what they did. So... They just look over to the bathroom, see Jennifer and Alicia standing there side by side, and just has the most guilty look while they turn their face back to the floor. Uh, they don't. They don't actively respond. And I think you with- cannot see the ears because there is a headband over them. But the headband isn't as bubbly as it normally is, as Tony's ears are so flat against her head. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.